Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Uh, this show we put together, I think we've done particularly well considering what was going on just outside the window, bearing in mind we're trapped in here. Yeah, we, we um, are looking out onto uh, Golden Square in, uh, in Soho, central London, and uh, outside, pretty much for the whole show, has been a gathering of kilted Scotsmen. Scots people in kilts wearing Scottish football tops. A lot of them, this a big thing this tournament with the dyed blonde hair. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a thing yeah. that's going on. But there are loads of them out there. And let's just say, at the point of recording this for you right now, they're a little bit worse for wear. Yeah, at the point of recording it for you right now, we're 24 hours ahead of the big Scotland versus England game at Wembley. Now, you may be listening to this podcast and that's happened and you're, you're way behind sort of like when this actually went out as a live radio yeah, show. Yeah, get up to speed, that's what you're saying. <laughs> so you might know the result. They might actually have something to party about, which is a frightening thought for yes. us England fans here. But the main thing is, I've just seen someone who looks like Rod Stewart getting a fireman's lift off his friend because he's had too many lagers. So let's just see how the rest of this pans out. I had a nightmare last night after last night's hometime show. Uh, let me explain. I went to meet my good friend Johnny. Uh, we went to school together, so I've known Johnny for donkey's years. He's a Torbados fellow uh, Torquay person like myself. And we went to a steakhouse called Bodine's, Lovely. which you've been to before I as have, well. Yeah. Gorgeous, like proper ribs and pulled pork and all that kind of stuff. You know, I haven't eaten out for ages, so it was one of those things we're absolutely really looking forward to. Sat opposite Johnny, sat down. We both had a, a pint of neck oil put in front of us as well. And I was thinking, here we go, this is going to be fantastic. Overly gesticulated something to him at the beginning because I was so excited to see him, and literally within two minutes of of being in the restaurant, whacked his pint right over his crotch. <laughs> so, brand new full I've pint. I've got of to say, oil. if you literally just got in, it's obviously a full pint. It was straight in there, and it went all over his crotch. Like his his trousers were absolutely soaked for the rest of the time you're there. So it, it was really embarrassing. Cause a couple of the waiters came over and offered like kitchen roll. They, they went and got like a ta- you know those towels you have on a bar. Yeah. They were trying to like, and he was oh. going to finest my crotch. I'll sort that out. Yeah. And then. For the rest of the evening, I felt like the waiters hated me. Johnny was kind of shifting quite uneasily because his trousers were soaked. I don't know Johnny, but Johnny would have hated you. I think he hated me. <laughs> we were going to go for a drink afterwards, but it was wrapped up quite quickly because I felt like his trousers were sodden. <laughs> uh, and you never forget, those moments when you like knock over stuff like that, you feel such an idiot. I thought, just to make me feel a little bit better, first hour of the show, I mean, this is a bit of blues music in the background because I felt like I had the blues, um... Spillage stories. If you spilled stuff, doesn't have to be stuff you can drink. Maybe you've been at work and dropped like a load of paint. There's always one person in your local neighbourhood who's spilt paint on the road. Who is that person? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yes. Who is that guy? I'd love to be able to tell you of stories of where I've spilt things over people, but generally I spill things a lot, but it's all over myself. <laughs> and as if to prove it, oh, yeah. look, over a lunch today, I had some scrambled egg, spilt it over my shorts, wiped it off immediately, thought, I think I've got away with that. Yeah, yeah. But then over the next couple of hours, the scrambled egg has slowly come out of the shorts and I've got nasty stains all down my... That's me. That's it, me to myself. It's a groin area one, it isn't is it? It's a groin area And you're area saying, one. for the record, that's definitely scrambled egg. I promise you that is scrambled egg. But I did put... I mixed some cream in as well, so that's why it's looking iffy. A little bit more information than we needed. Kyle says, I carried too many drinks across a pub on Christmas Eve. Dropped a bottle, which then sprayed its contents, Formula One podium style, over <laughs> an older gent and his wife. Ooh. I was very apologetic and offered to buy them drinks. His exact words were... If I was younger, I'd floor you. 
What a fantastic thing to say. <laughs> what a brilliant threat that is. Happy Christmas. It's weird, isn't it? Older folks turn on your life. <laughs> I had a real nightmare incident. I forgot to mention this earlier on. Um, I was a waiter at the Barry Head Hotel in Brixham in Devon. And this, there was this deal where if you came in as like a coach load of like old people, the driver used to get their dinner free. Good deal. So we had this, old, this kind of busload of old people come in and they're all having their fish and chips or whatever. And the driver, who wasn't that young himself, he had like a free curry or whatever. Uh, and I went over to serve this old lady. I had two plates in my hands. Went over to serve this lady her fish and chips. The other hand had a chicken korma curry in it. <laughs> I was tilting it as I was leaning. And I didn't realise I filled the driver's suit pocket up <laughs> with curry. So I had to... And I'd gone back to my seat and thought, oh, my God, how am I going to... I had to own up to him. I had to pay for his dry cleaning and everything. So I've got form. He's then got to drive the coach with korma in his pocket. <laughs> could have had that as a treat <laughs> at Taunton Dean. Uh, Chris says, when I was around 13, I spilled a whole tray of nine drinks and a McDonald's in the middle of Paris during the summer. Other customers didn't seem to care, though. They just walked around it like it wasn't there. Some of them were in flip-flops. He's used the hashtag Coca-Cola feet. I can't move on from the concept of curry in a pocket. It's almost, a, you know... It's something there. Condiment trousers. Well, think about that. Keep an eye on that. Uh, James, tell us, what did you spill? Yeah, so uh, I hadn't seen my mum and dad for a while. We'd been uh, to Skate Ness in the caravan. OK. And um, so popped over for, for dinner and... Um, Made a nice uh, spaghetti bolognese for us. Love it. Um, next thing you notice, I'm, I'm going to sit on the couch and uh, it falls out my hand and goes all over the couch. <laughs> um, absolutely unbelievable. It was all the way down the side of the couch. What kind of couch are we talking here as well? Is it a nice, um, nice couch? It a, yeah, it was a brand new um, cream <laughs> sofa. Um, I think if there was going to be a colour that you don't want to spill a spag bowl onto, it's cream. Yes. Yes, definitely. Absolutely, definitely. Um, it took us three days to, to get the, the stains out we had them go and buy a, a steamer from uh, one of the local shops to... as, you know, as well there's nothing worse than dropping your dinner have you ever dropped your dinner before that's the worst it's thing it's awful oh, because isn't it? looking no. forward to it oh double trouble yeah, absolutely, absolutely horrible I, I mean my dad wasn't too impressed like uh, like I say he just uh, just lost out a lot of money for I mean yeah the horrible. flip side of it is is at least they'd look at the stain and they'd think of their son oh that is nice Perfect, yes, perfect. I mean, I just laid the laminate floor in front of them as well, so it's sort of, sort of all right. Even things out a little bit, I guess. You bought some credit. <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah. Good but to yeah, talk was, to you, uh, James. I was, yeah, I was looking forward to having that as well. Ellis says, I went upstairs in Brewdog, the bar, not realising it was a private party. Went to sit down and knocked over an entire pint into someone's handbag that was on the floor. <laughs> we left almost immediately. We're talking about your spillage stories uh, tonight on Home Time after I knocked a pint over my mate Johnny last night when we were in a restaurant. It was just so embarrassing. Sarah, share yours, please. They'd gone for dinner at my boyfriend's house, or my boyfriend's dad's house, and um, we had mints and mash and um, there was no table, so we were sat on the sofa, and I put my dinner on the arm of the sofa and was talking to my boyfriend's dad, and I knocked it, and it fell down the side straight into my handbag. <laughs> <laughs> Remind us what the dinner was again? Mints and mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, imagine picking your, your house keys out of that lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how did it go with the relationship? You said it was your boyfriend's house. Uh, it's our 14th wedding anniversary next week. Yay! Yes. Maybe it's a sign of good luck or something like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you for telling us. All right. Uh, Catherine has shared this email, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is awesome. I was going on a coach overnight from Scotland to London to visit the Houses of Parliament with my university class. Oh. We'd stopped at services in the middle of the night to get drinks and snacks. I brought a bottle of Fanta but didn't want to drink the whole thing because I knew we wouldn't be stopping for a long time. Wise, wise thing to do. I put the bottle in the overhead compartment. 
And about 20 minutes later, the lecturer at the front of the bus started shouting, who put their drink in the luggage compartment? Turned out the bottle had rolled all the way to the front of the bus and started, <laughs> started leaking down his head. I love this. Well, that is amazing. It's like a little, little grenade, isn't it? Yeah. Little orange it's grenade. Set it off and then it goes later. These are great. Keep them coming in. We've got Joe on the line. Joe, what happened to you? Well, I was working at a school um, on a maternity cover. Uh, so only for a year. And um, I bought a very tasty PC pin and basically ended up spilling it on the floor. <laughs> I immediately went to... I scrubbed it, scrubbed it. Where, where um, in the school did you spill it, by the way? Where? Oh, just in the staff room. Oh, right. In the middle of the staff room floor. Um... <laughs> So I'm obviously embarrassed at that point for spilling it, scrubbing it, scrubbing it, trying to get rid of it, and yeah, it just left this like bright green mark all over the floor. You couldn't like it was just so obvious. And the whole year, every time I looked at it, I was like, "Yep, that was me." Very embarrassing. <laughs> and then I went to work in a different place, um, and for whatever reason, I was actually looking for another job a few years later. Saw the you know, they wanted um, a teacher. But okay, yeah, I reply. It was really nice there. But during the sort of sitting around waiting to be called for interview, the, obviously everyone came and said hello that knew me, and then was like, "Oh look, Joe, that's staying over there. That's the one you did." And then, <laughs> very, very embarrassing. So and, you're known um, as the kind of pea soup stain lady from that particular school. Yeah, exactly. Now, this was probably now about, like, 15... No, yeah, 15 years ago. And I'm convinced it's still there. When you, know. you, when you applied for that job uh, full-time, did you get the job? Yes. No, thank goodness. So do you think that pea soup to... actually cost you the job? <laughs> I don't think it was... No, I, I don't think it was that. But I, I was, at the end, sort of, well, at least I don't have to spend the rest of my teaching career confronted with that very embarrassing mistake. There you, you go. Know, I was really... You put it in the past and that's good. You've moved on from it, Joe. We feel that you've moved on to, to better things. I hope I have, yes. Haven't spilled anything in my last job that has, well, I have, but not anything <laughs> that I couldn't clear up and uh, get rid of. Fantastic. Thank God you don't work in nuclear science or something like that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> It's Father's Day on Sunday, and all week we're giving you the chance to win £1,000 plus a special Father's Day label edition of White & Mackay, the triple-matured Scotch whisky for a richer, smoother taste. Now, each day we have been spinning the Dad Chat Generator. Well, less spinning, more firing up, because this is spinning implies it's some kind of tombola, which is a very different thing that we do on a different day of the show. It's weird, though, because it's, it's electrical, but a ball does appear to pop out the end of it, like yeah, an egg. Yeah, it's, it's, it's murky. Uh, a random topic gets chosen, whatever the generator generator spits out. Uh, we want your best dad stories on that topic, whether it's about your dad or someone else's dad or how you yourself have navigated fatherhood. We just want your brilliant stories. So, Bush, let's fire up the dad chat generator. Here we go. Spinning the dad chat generator. Yep. It's bull number 91. 91. I feel like this robot is like the distant cousin of our Make Me a Winner robot. It's kind of fallen on hard times. <laughs> yeah. Not really happy with where he's at. Doesn't want to be on the home time show. Doesn't want to do it, but you're happy to take the cash. Ball 91. What went wrong when Dad was in charge? Wow, so like, if Dad is the, the one on watch and he's mucked up and dropped the ball slightly, what has happened? A story comes straight to mind. A story comes straight to mind. I, I must just say... 
Kids, do not do this at home. Uh-oh, this is always a worrying start to a story. <laughs> Isn't it ever? <laughs> you must not do this. I remember my mum, she was going off, she was playing a hockey match. Okay. My dad was left at home looking after us three, me and my two younger brothers. Yeah. All I, <laughs> all I remember was my brother finding one of my dad's aftershaves and having a drink. Having a little sip of it. Oh, what flavour was it? Aramis. <laughs> little tipple. <laughs> There's one from the 80s. Little pinky finger extended. Oh, my goodness. I that The, the panic that afternoon was something else. Uh, so, I bet your dad was in a load of trouble when your mum yeah, got back. Was. Yeah, thankfully, we're all well. Uh, Abby's texted to say, uh, God bless our dad, David Hodges. He was coming back from the caravan from Six Weeks Holiday as the whole family. We kept asking dad, please, 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 can we have some Wrigley's chewing gum? He gets out of the petrol station. It was pouring down. He was wearing uh, a shirt, white shorts, white vest, espadrilles and a huge perm. He goes uh, off and all four of us are looking out the window waiting to see if he's going to come back with them. And he came out and as soon as he got close to the car, he disappeared. He vanished. Mum, Mum opened the door to see Dad's perm <laughs> underneath the car and one hand holding the Wrigley's chewing gum. Apparently his espadrilles had slipped on oil and under the car he went. <laughs> and we took the gum and shut the door on him. Best oh, Dad ever. Not quite a, it, something going wrong on his watch, but <laughs> it's great that he ended up under the car. This definitely is Father's Day when my sister and I were younger. Our mum was in hospital for a routine appointment, so Dad was in charge of dinner. He completely burnt the chicken nuggets and told us, just pretend they're barbecue flavour when we said we couldn't eat them. Ingenuity there from Dad. Uh, Nigel's on the line. Nigel, tell us uh, what your dad calamity story is. Right, my dad was in charge of my cousin, who was about four stroke five. My dad was out at the auntie's house painting the, uh, the, the house. He was doing the upstairs windows. Um, the cousin Dean has gone very quiet, um, so he decided to pop down the ladder to have a look, go into the garage. Uh, and there was Dean painting the auntie's mini uh, with white gloss. Um, <laughs> doing, a, doing a really good job of it as well. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> yeah, covered himself in it. But yeah, he was, um, he was more than happy. Wow, so was what was the fallout from uh, that little paint job? Uh, Reach by. Oh! <laughs> wow! Amazing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he was, my dad was in the doghouse for a while. Um, but... Um, uh, obviously, my little cousin got away with it in the end. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> young. We love it, mate. Thanks so much. Thanks for yeah. that. We appreciate it. Uh, right, Tracy, tell us about what happened uh, when your dad was in charge. This is going um, a few years back. Um, he took us camping. He, he had a new little um, camper van. And we went um, down to um, the sea view down the Gower. And I remember him parking up... Um, on the edge of a cliff for a nice view and, and I remember being a bit nervous and we had fish and chips in the in the car mm-hmm. in the van, you know, a proper camping experience and when we'd finished our food and we were ready to go and find somewhere to camp the night he went to put it into reverse only it wasn't going to reverse oh so we were God. just there on the edge of the cliff, you know and <laughs> <laughs> you know Great idea, nice view, but uh, it was a bit hairy. So we, he got us out. We went for a bit of a walk, and we managed to find um, a farm, um, and got a tractor to tow us off the cliff because the only way we could have gone was actually forward, straight forwards um, off the edge. <laughs> so yeah, and to top it all, we were surrounded by lots of cow pat as well, and there were cows. <laughs> on this cliff top too, which was very bizarre, but I'll never forget it. Tracy, I'm imagining sort of like a soundtrack here of cows mooing, uh, an orchestra of crunching gears and your dad swearing. <laughs> but he was 
very calm. It, it was um, me and my sister that was a bit, um, bit more vocal and panicky. So um, he, he seemed quite calm, but I think maybe he knew he'd gone a bit too close to the edge and didn't want to alarm us. Wow. So what an amazing... Uh, well, that's going to stay with you in terms of an experience for the rest of your life. What's your dad's name then? Let's name this incredible man. John. Good old John. John and his camper van. Thank you for sharing, Tracy. It's a great story. We love it. Lovely. Okay, thank you. Dad was in charge of me and my brothers one summer's day, says Naomi. We were taking it in turns to ride around on his shoulders like horses. Good game. As you do. Unfortunately, Dad didn't realise that although he could run under the washing line, I was much higher up. One broken nose and one very sorry Dad later. Oh, do you know what, mate? Our eldest daughter, Erin, I got her out of the car when we went to a um, shopping centre in Bristol once when she was a baby, put her on my shoulders, whacked her head on the top of the NCP car park ceiling. It's an easy mistake. It is an easy mistake. I feel you bad for You and car parks, and you got your van wedged underneath an NCP car park as well. Is it Brentwood? I think it was. <laughs> and I lost it in the... I lost the car in the one at Heathrow Airport, Terminal 5. I don't think you should go near multi-storey car parks. I don't. I think maybe I should just give them, like, a wide berth. This has not been an opportunity for you to get in touch with multi-storey car park stories. It's been about what went wrong when dad was in charge. We should do that in the future though. We should, we should do. Maybe it'll get spat out by the dad chat generator tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, today's winner has been decided. We spoke to her five minutes ago. It's it's Tracy and, and her dad with the camper van on the edge of the cliff and not being able to find reverse. That is such a great story. Well done. Even though he was quite calm, I, I can just imagine the panic. And You know when you're dadding quite badly and stuff's not going your way, I can imagine him slightly nearly losing it. It's brilliant. Maybe going into the trees and screaming. <laughs> so it's a well done to Tracy. Thousand Pounds Pus, that special Father's Day label edition of White Mackay Triple Matured Scotch Whiskey. Thursday evening, home time, Bush and Ritchie, it's Absolute Radio. It's time for another barnstorming head-to-head in our trade European Championships and what an amazing match we've got for you right now on home time. It's another day of the home time trade Euro Championships and today's match is Carpenters. Versus Carpet Fitters. Right, let's meet our contestants uh, representing the Carpenters. First of all, it's a hello to Richard. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Very good, my friend. Where are you calling us from right now? Where are you? We're, we're in the mighty Leeds, West Yorkshire. The Brilliant. mighty Leeds. And uh, give a little plug. Are you a sole trader or are you working for someone? No, we're a, we're a small independent company. It's just me and my uh, colleagues here. They have the homes. Okay, and what and what are you working on at the moment? Doing some stairs, making a door, taking a few well, inches off a door. Well, if the carpet fitters do the carpet wrong, then we'll be doing. Uh, <laughs> Starting already. We'll be, uh, we'll be uh, we're doing some wardrobes at the moment. We've got some fitted cabinetry going on as well. Uh, so yeah, there's plenty going on in the workshop. Well, at this point, Richard, we would normally meet uh, your opponent today, uh, a carpet fitter. Here's the thing. For the first time in the tournament, the carpet fitter that was arranged has not been picking up their phone. It's an unbelievable thing. This is their debut match in the Trade European Championships as well. So no carpet fitter has stepped forward to be part of this battle, which gets us into kind of quite strict uh, UEFA stroke FIFA law in terms of this, isn't it? It does indeed. So, Richard, you are still going to get your 20 seconds to put forward why carpenters are better than carpet fitters. 
fitters. We would normally then give the carpet fitter their 20 seconds, but they're not here for it, so it's just going to be silent. And then we will then still have to put it to the public vote. Uh, so we'll get into the legality of it a second. This is essentially a tap-in, but what we need you to do now is you've got your 20 seconds, so just give the carpet fitters who can't come back at you a proper <laughs> kick-in and tell them why carpenters are the best. Your time starts now. You're comparing apples and oranges. Firstly, each of oranges. God has to go to the carpet. It'd have been carpet to the arc. It'd have been an angry cleaning the bathroom all the afternoon. Carpet fitters, you must have shut the door. And all being you can put a roof over your head. You can replace carpets with slippers. Even the mighty God has to use the hammer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this good. This, this, you know, sometimes in the tournament you get a match that's like, it's really not very pretty, uh, but, you know, it still, it still stands. Despite the fact that um, your phone line's not the greatest. Norman Collier. <laughs> for one for the kids. One for the kids. And, and every other word we don't hear. You might still get this... Well, I say you might. You probably will still get this win. By UA for Law, we still have to put it to the public vote at Absolute Radio on Twitter. There's a poll there right now. Which is better, the, the, the Carpenters with Richard, who have turned up for the, this head-to-head, or... Uh, the carpet fitters who haven't turned up, but you still can legally vote for them. You can indeed. So uh, head to the Absolute Radio Twitter. You can text us, 81215. I, I think I caught Richard's opening line. I think he claims Jesus was one of us. I remember hearing Jesus. Was that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a strong opening line. Biblical. There hasn't, hasn't been another trade that has been able to say that. So your verdict, carpenters or carpet fitters? They haven't even turned up. Tonight's bout is an interesting one. We've got Rich representing carpenters against no one's turned up for the carpet fitters. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're still having to obviously take your yeah. votes because it's still a battle, even though the carpet fitters didn't decide to send anyone forward to stand up for them. Uh, Sean, what are your thoughts? Carpenters, to be fair, ain't that bad, but they are messy, and as a floor layer myself, uh, we have to clear up after floor, uh, carpenters, electricians, plasters all the time, and then... Make the and then make the place look pretty. So the the problem is the thing we've got hanging over us in this Group B battle uh, in the Trade Euro Championships is that no carpet fitter stepped forward to represent their trade. How do you feel about your 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 peers that haven't actually stepped up for this? Oh, so, so no no one volunteered, or are they just not answering their phones? Well, do you know what? They did volunteer. They said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, do this. Do and then when you go and f- go and chase them up, yeah. they ain't there answering their phones. You it's make probably, some very good points about the floor layers. It's probably because they're still working. Because oh. everyone, else, everyone else knocks off at three. We still work <laughs> still like... Six o'clock. That is a very good point made there. Well, listen, so listen, maybe you would like to represent carpet fitters going forwards in the next game that you've got in the Trade Euro Championships. Would you be up for that? In the next game, we'll represent. Yeah, we'll represent. Fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what that fixture's going to be. Uh, the next fixture will be on Wednesday. Carpet fitters will be taking on plasterers. So we'll speak to you then. <laughs> carpet fitters feed plasterers on Wednesday. Yeah, go for it. Let's just talk about the whole Rod Stewart thing for a second. Um, I, I find it fascinating. He's got, I mean, like, obviously he's got immense wealth. Yes. Immense wealth from a fantastic music career. But what I love about Rod Stewart is I think he's gone and spent his wealth in a way that I would have done if I were wealthy. Uh-huh. He's done two big famous things, all right? Number one, build an incredible model train set. Yeah, he's got an incredible model collection, hasn't yeah. he? Oh, this was in the paper, wasn't it? It was. And he doesn't like to shout about it. Second thing that he's done, 
is that he has procured a professional football team level football pitch in his garden. Yeah, yeah. To the extent that the Scottish national team and his beloved Celtic have asked at various different occasions if they can train on his football pitch. Do you know what, it's interesting, because I, I, I interviewed him about a year and a half ago. He came in to, to Absolute Radio for an interview, and he said that he'd just quit playing football. His knees were hurting too much. Incredible. So the only thing that would, would hurt about that is he spend all that money on getting a brilliant pitch, and he can't play on it anymore. Watching other, unless he does um, leases it out for local five-a-side, like your local leisure centre. Well, there's your thing. But if, if you'd spent all that money yourself on that football pitch, okay, for you to enjoy playing on, yeah, yeah. then your knees go. The second most enjoyable thing that you could have would be watching your beloved Everton train on it. So for Rod oh. Stewart, he's watching his Celtic play on his team. Or he genuinely could lease it out locally, five a side. <laughs> High vis vest. He could run a bar. <laughs> you know when you're going to have a drink after you've played your game? <laughs> Think about it, Rod. I know you're loaded, but there's still more money to be made. <laughs>